What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Friday. We're super excited and pumped for this episode today, especially the interview segment. We got the one and only Adam Irigoyen coming on the yes. show to talk about Away, a new hot, hot Netflix series. Right I got to tell you, binge watched the whole thing in like a day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic series. And his character is just phenomenal in it. You guys are really going to love this interview. Yeah. I'm super excited, especially for the up and comers. I mean, this guy basically grew up in the entertainment industry. For sure. So, I mean, it's going to be definitely a whole bunch of advice being a pass along to the up and comers. And just, ah, just can't wait. Can't wait, man. Yes. But that's later on in the show. Now, let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 130. Yes, just damn. 20 away from the big 150. Dude, insane. What? It's going so fast. I know. It, is just, it seems like yesterday was the big 100. Exactly. So crazy. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What's up? And before we do anything else, I'm sure a lot of people saw we've been promoting it, we've been posting about it, we did a nice Instagram live live yesterday about it we are doing an end of the summer contest guys oh my goodness everybody knows this podcast is to help up and coming actors or industry professionals try to break into the entertainment industry we try to be the one-stop shop for information just everything about that's going down in hollywood definitely and so the end of the summer contest is going to be a one-hour conversation with a casting director, our buddy Jeremy Gordon. Yes, I mean, one of Hollywood's most successful casting directors. He has worked on so many projects over his extended career. And um, yeah, a one-hour, one-on-one Zoom session with him. Like, guys, this is so awesome yeah. and so invaluable. He's doing all these amazing live Instagrams, and he does these uh, Zoom like uh, meeting type get together uh, yeah. stuff. Um, but there's always a lot of people. You know, this is literally a one on one. Just you, if you win the contest, and Jeremy Gordon. Yeah, man. For an hour. With whatever you want to talk about with him. I mean, woo. Just imagine the knowledge. It'd be like taking a fucking class. Like, exactly. Like, take your notes down. Like, it's going to be huge, man. But for you to get this chance to win, there's five accounts that you need to follow. You need to follow the Crazy Ant Media account, the ItCalf Podcast account, myself, JLo Fantastic, the one and only Jeremy Gordon, and, of course, the mouth over here, Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yes. And then once you do all of that, be sure to comment under a promotional post that we post about the contest to let us know and that you are entered. So yes. it's that easy, guys. It's yeah. that easy. And if you're not on Instagram, get on Instagram because exactly. you got to follow all five of those accounts on Instagram. We see you guys following on Twitter, too. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, also. Yeah. But, to, but to be entered into the contest, you have to do it on Instagram. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm excited and good. Good luck to all of y'all out there Definitely. because uh, it, it's it's hard to get in the room. Yeah. So to have an opportunity to, if you will, get in the room yeah. via Zoom. Exactly. <laughs> so with a one-on-one -on -one with Hollywood's you know most successful casting director, I, I mean, you got to do it. Got to be so. in the room where it happens. <laughs> the right. room where it happens. Oh, That's man. Right. But, I mean, we got so much to talk about on the Big 130 today. I mean, we got Disney, a whole bunch of Disney Ooh, stuff broke. Lots of Marvel. Lots of Marvel. Yeah. Then on the flip side of that, we got some DC. A lot yes. of DC stuff. I know people are going to be excited. 
Batman coming mm-hmm. back, yep, coming yep. back. I mean, we know COVID has fucked a whole lot of shit up. And what is the fate for the animated Harley Quinn? Right, we will tell you. We, we have some news. You. We'll let you know. Will Will you be happy or sad? We'll let you know. So super excited, man. Yes. So super excited. Uh, but you know, before we get this thing started, we got to plug our merchandise website, crazyantmedia.com. Be sure to head over there and click on the merchandise tab. Start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Oh, man. It's been a busy week for our merchandise. A lot of people have been. been buying that up, so we cannot thank you guys enough. New designs coming soon, so just super excited about that. And like I said... Thanks to everybody who has purchased a Crazy Ant Media Gear item. Y'all are freaking fantastic. Yes, appreciate y'all. Yeah, man, yeah. Let, well, let's get started with Disney. Everybody knows we love the Mouse House. Yes. I mean, that is who we aspire to be. So, of course, in honor of that, we start with Disney. Yes. Super exciting. WandaVision is back in production. Yes, and finished. Apparently, they, they put the little touches on it, and it's go, it's it's in post-production. And here's the exciting news. They officially announced it will debut on Disney Plus this year. Yes. Remember, there's been will it, will it not? December, guys. No official December date yet, but officially announced that it will debut in December on Disney Plus. So we will finally get a Marvel Studios television show yes. on Disney Plus. Oh, so excited. I so know. Excited. I'm pumped for that one because, I mean... Phase, what are we at now? Like phase, phase four? four? Yeah. So, I mean, the the TV shows are supposed to be a huge part of this phase. So Especially I'm, WandaVision because yeah. she is, remember, she's co-starring with Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. as a lead in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. And WandaVision is introducing a shit ton of characters that will be pushed into the movie side of the MCU after their debut on WandaVision, yeah. including Wanda and Vision's kids, oh, who snap. may or may not join some other interesting characters to be debuted in Ant-Man 3, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to form the Young Avengers. Yes. So crucial that WandaVision was finally going to hit. So Exactly. Mm. And other ones at Marvel being put back into production, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yes. back rolling its cameras again, thank goodness, and Loki is about to start being pushed into production as well. Yeah. So oh, pumped so about excited. it. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes videos of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, no. Oh, man, they've got some stuff with U.S. Agent, the replacement for... For Cap wielding the shield and getting into a throwdown, and oh my god, it looks epic. That's epic. He's gonna be a badass bad guy. Yeah, but we know he's a bad guy because oh, yeah. you know Sam takes the shield. So, uh, but yeah, looks badass. I'm Boom. super excited. I mean, another casting announcements happening mm. over at Disney Plus slash Marvel. They have finally found their She-Hulk. Yes. Tatiana Maslany. Yes. What? I mean, okay. First of all, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Right? I mean, I, I, shit, sure. unexpected choice. But I think it's a good one. Uh, she's got a huge following. They're going younger, obviously. Sorry, Angie Harmon. I was really pulling for right. you. But I, th- I think we're going younger. But she's got a huge... Orphan Black, the BBC hit series Orphan Black. She's a star of that and has been for years. So she's got a huge following there. She was on the new Perry Mason. So, you know, she's got that going for her and that kind of a following. And I think with everybody that they announced, because they also announced who the showrunner was going to be and who the director of the first episode was going to be, it's all from Rick and Morty, by the way. So they're clearly taking a little comedic route with it. And I think we had talked about this off air, but we we think it's because of the success of Smart Hulk and the kind of comedic nature of Smart Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. They saw that that shit works and that the fans like that. So I feel like that's the direction they're going to go with She-Hulk. Okay, I'm a comic geek. So for anybody who doesn't know, She-Hulk is Jennifer Walters. She's a lawyer. She's Bruce's cousin. 
Okay, and in the comic books, I don't know how, how they're going to do it on the show, but in the comic books, she gets in a pretty serious accident, and her life is in danger, and Bruce has to give her an emergency blood transfusion, uh. hence the gamma blood that turns her into She-Hulk. Right. But unlike Bruce, she does turn into She-Hulk, but at first she can control it back and forth whenever she wants to, but then when she decides to permanently just stay a She-Hulk, because she likes being She-Hulk, at no point does she ever lose control. She is Jennifer Walters the whole time, just as She-Hulk. So, smart Hulk, but a female. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be badass. And rumor has it, of course, that Mark Ruffalo is supposed to be in the series. He is supposed to make... Epic. I, I guess you would need him in order to turn her oh, into yeah. She-Hulk. Um, but like I said, uh, set to do... Um, Cat Corio is attached to direct the show's pilot and probably going to direct more episodes. And Jessica Gallo, who won the Emmy for her work on uh, Rick and Morty, she's going to lead the writer's room and be the showrunner. So... I'm excited as hell for this. Yeah, super freaking excited, man. Especially, like, I wonder how they're going to start it off. Like, is it going to be post after she already got the blood transfusion? Or is it going to be, like, right before? Kind of like an origin story a little bit. But I'm super excited about the more comedic route. Like you said, the success of Thor Ragnarok and Smart Hulk in Endgame. He was the comedic relief by far. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in a very serious tone Marvel movie. So, I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited, like I said at the top, just about Marvel shows finally finally able to compete with the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be epic. Yeah. It's going to be epic. And the rumor has it there's a bunch of other little female Marvel characters that are going to be appearing on that show as well. So I'm, I'm t- so many possibilities that they're setting up with these shows, guys. Yeah. Whew. I know. That's all the good news yeah. for Marvel. <laughs> That's all the good news for Marvel. Yeah. There was some bad news. It's super sad, man. It's super sad. It seems like, though, that Disney and Warner Brothers, they kind of watch each other. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They watch yeah. each other, like especially when it comes to the theatrical release dates. I mean, if, you've, if anybody has noticed, like, if somebody says something about Black Widow, there's some news that also comes out about Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. and vice versa. And with... I mean, we announced a couple weeks ago, or was it last week, that we announced that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be pushed back again. Yeah, till Christmas. Yeah, so so now Black Widow is also going to be pushed back. They're still searching for, like, that window, and I mean... Uh, super. I mean, Tenet was the testing ground. It so, was. Uh, they were seeing how that was going to do, how that was going to perform. We know the high market value places are not open back up, like Los Angeles, New York, exactly. and a whole bunch of other places like that. Uh, but so I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where they're thinking about putting it. Um, I saw a rumor saying a little bit later in November because it was for early November sixth, right? Yeah, but and I maybe early or later November, maybe early December. I don't know, man. But it it's won't scary. go up against Wonder Woman, so I don't think December. I think late November would be a smarter move. Yeah, you don't want to open those two against no. each other. That would be a disaster for Warner and Marvel. Both so. of them. Yeah, they would yeah. lose money. Like, yeah. So uh, I don't know. They did confirm though that it is in direct response to Warner brothers pushing wonder woman yeah and warner brothers confirmed that they pushed wonder woman in direct response to tenet underperforming at the yeah. box office so there you go guys i mean the one thing that i saw though is if they do indeed move black widow to the end of november there will be no blockbuster big budget movies between now and the end of the year coming out yeah. none like that's crazy yeah uh, it's just i don't know I know. And then the big question is, like we were talking about, Eternals and and Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu, and Doctor Strange 2, all these Phase 4 movies, were all dependent upon what happens in the series on Disney+. Plus. So if they push back Black Widow, 
which was supposed to take place before the stuff in the yeah. series, and now we know the series is going to happen before Black Widow. How is that going to affect it? Likely we'll have to push all of the Phase 4 movies back yeah. if they push Black Widow back. So, yeah. ugh. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's really going to be interesting because from what I've always taken from how they've promoted Black Widow and how it's all been put out there, I mean, it's kind of like a standalone. I mean, of course, we're going back to kind of her backstory and how – she got uh, like invited into Shield and all this stuff, so it's really going to be interesting if like if this story coexists or not coexists, but aligns with these other future Marvel projects. Uh, That's apparently, my thing. Apparently, yeah, appa- because she apparently slipped in an interview. Oh no! And said that her fate was not decided in Endgame. Oh, and that she would be involved in the MCU moving yeah. forward, and then quickly was like. Fuck, I wasn't supposed to say that. I mean, I think she immediately, like, oh shit, Feige's coming with the black car now. But, um, so who knows what that means? Did she die? Did she not? The theory that we had is that she replaced Gamora, you know, with Soul Stone. So does somebody replace her and she comes back? Who knows, man? Marvel knows. Kevin Feige knows. Yeah, Kevin Feige knows. Kevin Feige knows. I mean, he's the only one. He's the only one. (laughs) But we do know. This next story, and this could be an explanation for Black Widow not being out of the MCU, okay? Marvel Studios has cast Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, man. In Ant-Man 3. He's going to be in Ant-Man 3. Now, why I said that is very specific. Kang the Conqueror, he's a time master, man. He's a time traveler. He fucks with time all. So, will he do something? Will he alter time? Will, Will Black Widow be brought back for something to do with Kang? Could that be the theory? But the bigger news is, the bigger news is, anybody who's a comic book geek like myself, Kang the Conqueror, he throws down with, yes, the Fantastic Four. Mm. And, as we hinted earlier, the Young Avengers. Two two groups that he throws down with on a consistent basis. Yeah. So the fact that Kang has been cast all but screams the Fantastic Four and the Young Avengers are coming. More so, I think, first, the Young Avengers, because as we know, he's being introduced in ant-man 3 yeah cassie lang yeah, is, is a part she's, of that. she's a young avenger guys if anybody reads the comic books ant-man's daughter she becomes a young avenger so i'm guessing they're totally setting up the young avengers yeah <sighs> so epic i know i was super pumped man super freaking pumped and what's crazy is this is going to be the fifth appearance as paul rudd scott lang yeah like, that's a crazy yeah because i think a lot of people forget that he did that little cameo in civil war at yeah. the end with falcon and shit yeah. right so yeah five mm. i love him personally i love him I, I just think he's a fantastic ant-man i'm excited to see where him and wasp's story goes from there and like well, all of that i'm pumped yeah definitely man definitely something else i'm truly truly happy about i'm pumped about is abc finally announcing that their scripted drama series are coming they're finally finally fucking coming uh they announced the premiere dates uh it's gonna be the good doctor will return on 11 2 uh, station 19 will return on 11 12 as part of a crossover with gray's anatomy which will premiere a two-hour episode on the same night, and uh, For Life will return. We all know that one, uh, 50 yes. Cents for Life for Season 2, uh, 11-18, and A Million Little Things will return 11-19. That was a huge show. Oh, yeah, huge. Jason Ritter hopefully makes a comeback on that show. I'm yeah. just saying, putting that out there, putting that out there. Now, you'll notice one show that was not on that list, and you're probably wondering why, because it was renewed. Stumptown, Colby Smolders, speaking of Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. Um, well, 
for life is taking its spot. Why? Because ABC has decided to reverse course on that renewal and apparently is now canceling uh. Stumptown. Um, they're blaming the timing and scheduling delays on COVID as the reason that they're canceling it. But I mean, those were the same scheduling and delay problems yeah. they had when they announced the renewal of it. Exactly. So I, I call bullshit on that. Yeah. But um, uh, the showrunners are shopping it around apparently to other places. Hopefully they have more success than the Whiskey Cavalier people did. Right. Um, but I liked the show. I like Colby Smolder, so I'm hoping it works out. But if you were wondering – I'm not d- unhappy that Four Life replaced it, though. Yeah. Because I love Four Life. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy with that. But I'm just saying, it's you know. kind of shitty. You know. You know. Uh, yeah, it's super crazy. I mean, ABC does this, like we said with uh, they do. Uh, Whiskey Cavalier. They do this sometimes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this one sees the light of day again. Because, I mean, there's a lot of good series out there that just never do. It it's sucks. true. It really and sucks. And Netflix can't pick up all of all them. All of them, They yeah. can't <laughs> save all of them, okay? All yeah, right. it sucks, man. It sucks. <laughs> but other exciting news, especially when it comes to ABC's signature, uh, Grey's Anatomy showrunner Krista Vernoff has landed a series pickup for Rebel, the drama inspired by the life of Aaron Bravakovich, yes. uh, with uh, Katie Siegel set to play the legal advocate. The series is expected to air uh, 2021. This is super excited because it, it shows like you have to play the game. You have to... Get your feet wet and somebody else's series first. Have your own creative stuff in the background going on and then pitch it and hopefully it gets picked up. Absolutely. I mean, she's been the showrunner on Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 for Forever, years yeah. now. You know, came up underneath Shonda and everything. She was she did a little article uh, that I saw at the beginning of the week, though, inspiring other writers. She said, look, guys. I've been writing pilots and scripts for 17 years. Exactly. This is the first one of mine to get picked up. Exactly. So keep going, keep doing it. So here's a woman who's been wildly successful, showrunner on these huge shows, but this is the first time yeah. in 17 years that one of her projects has been picked up. Yeah. So she will continue to showrun, by the way. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy and Station 19. So she'll have three on the network. <laughs> Which Crazy. is why she has a long-term deal with them. <laughs> exactly. Turn it into her own Shonda, man. Yes, seriously. Super exciting. But we all know that ABC, ABC Signature, yes. likes their people, especially their, <laughs> their on-screen people who turn into being behind-the-scenes people. Blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross has signed an overall deal with ABC. Uh, Ross will house her company, Joy Mill Entertainment. Uh, Disney's television studios unit will develop and produce content for all platforms under the multi-year deal. Yes. So, I mean, you guys know. We talk about it all the time. It's going to be scripted, non-scripted, anything and everything, basically. So. It's true. It's true. I didn't know she co-created Mixedish. Nor did I. Yeah, she was, she was a co-creator on that and apparently narrates that one or, you know, so... She's kicking it. Yeah. Kick- By the way, how many shows is Blackish going to spawn? I know, right? Because, I mean, it has literally become like ABC's go to cash cow to spawn off new shows. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Exactly. It's all about diversity, man. Yes. It really is. Uh, now, heading over to the Bunny Warner Media, we're super excited that the Batman is back after Robbie P did his life's little quarantine. Yes. So they're back on set. Super excited. Uh, it still says the uh, film is set to premiere in theaters October 1st, 2021, so yeah. hopefully that doesn't move a lot because we talked about uh, a week or two ago that they have a lot more to do. They still have a lot of shit. They so. do. They do. So hopefully they stay on schedule. And then the, the question now becomes, though, is like these films that are lucky enough to stay on schedule and finish production on time – 
and say they're done and they could hit their premiere date. Yeah. Will their premiere date still possibly move because of shifts in other movies? Yeah, that are, exactly. I mean, you never know now, right? So yeah, it's hopefully. Just, everything's up in the air, man. Everything's I'm just thrilled it's back filming because that trailer just got me excited so from the good. second I saw it. And I'm just like, I got to see this movie. I got to right? see this movie. So damn good, man. But I, this one you called like from oh. a mile away. Like Warner Media has officially announced that it's moving forward. It's going to take all of those epic shows that were on dc universe and just move them on over to hbo max oh, yeah. and it's just gonna basically be uh dc universe will basically just be the comic book stuff yep. and i mean makes sense it really does make sense i mean hbo max is a huge platform right now for example i don't have enough storage on my phone to download the app so i have to watch <laughs> it through my xbox but i mean there's so much content on there and they're putting even more great content on there so i'm super pumped exactly and and here's all new dc shows yeah or that's where they're gonna go from now on guys exactly. so any anytime we announce a new dc show expect it hbo max yeah all the classic shows that were on dc universe go into hbo max and uh, basically the only thing that's not is the arrowverse because yeah. it's so established on the cw but everything else going there so um that that includes titans season three will premiere on hbo max but they are moving the first two seasons over there all four seasons of young justice all the seasons of doom patrol the first season of Stargirl, which just wrapped up, is going there. And I know what you're thinking. Why aren't they talking about it? Why aren't they saying it? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Good news, guys. We've all been fighting for it. Harley's been fighting for it. It's renewed. Thank goodness. HBO officially renewed it for a third season. And it is going to be now, moving forward, an HBO Max original. That's right. I mean, it was crazy to begin with on DC Universe. I can only imagine now that it's going to be on HBO Max. Right? How more <laughs> crazy it's going to get. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That'd and be- like J-Lo said at the top, uh, DC Universe <laughs> now will be DC Universe Infinite. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and will strictly be comic books. Yeah. And that's going to yeah, – here's the crazy thing. You're still going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Unless it's a couple bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, you know? I feel like max five bucks. I mean, what is it right now? Like almost ten? Yeah, I think it's like eight bucks, something yeah, like that. I mean, but... I think they definitely need to knock that price down. Yeah, if I canceled wanna... mine already. I knew it was going to HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. So as soon as Doom Patrol ended, I was like, yeah, cancel. I'm getting HBO Max. That's yeah, it's done. I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but other exciting things, Genevieve, Genevieve, uh, uh, Genevieve, Genevieve. I was close. You I were was close. Padalecki. Miss Padalecki, we yes. should say. Uh, we all know that they start opposite of each other in Supernatural. They did. Well, now they're going to be starring opposite of her on his new CW show, Walker. And she's playing, wait for it, wait for his it. wife. Of course. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, here's the tricky part. His wife is dead in the series. Yeah. Wait, what? It's is like, this like Supernatural? Like, right, what the fuck exactly. is going on? I don't know. But uh, it says the reboot will, um, just like the original series, Walker, Texas Ranger, it's going to explore morality, family, and rediscovering their lost common ground. Mm. Centers on Cordell Walker, a widow and a widower. See, there you go. Yeah, and a father of his uh, two, a uh, father of two with his own moral code, returns to Austin to become a... Uh, Texas Ranger, um, and he will attempt to reconnect with his children, navigate clashes with conservative family, find an unexpected common ground with his new partner, Mickey, who's one of the first women in Texas Rangers history, and growing increasingly suspicious about the circumstances surrounding his wife's death. Mm. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, 
her because it said a a thick recurring role, like right. an extensive. Will it be her in flashbacks, or will it be one of those things like where he sees her and she's talking to yeah. him, like kind of guiding him about what happened to her, kind of thing? I don't know. Because remember Walker, Texas Ranger, he was all in touch with his Indian, yeah, spiritual yeah, kind exactly. of stuff. Is that what it's going to be like? She's going to be like a spiritual guide, guiding him to the murderer. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's super interesting, man. It's super interesting. But I always love when like married couples work together, yeah, especially when they yeah. have like such good chemistry like these two on screen. So I think it's going to be really cool. It is going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, other interesting things happening at HBO. They're developing Thirst, a drama mm. that follows a brilliant but cocky Atlanta rapper who thinks he has found his way to stardom when he links up to the hottest hip hop groups around town. But this hip hop group is hiding a terrifying secret. Oh, uh, this is interesting, guys, because the super hot hip hop group is also vampires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh. like rap mixed with like uh, fucking vampire diaries. Like mm. this is where we're at. This is where we're at. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. But I know it's awesome because more and more things are happening over at Macro. This yeah. is a Macro series. It is, and I mean they are pushing out everything, man. So good for them. I think it's gonna be. Uh, it, it's gonna be what creative director former vh1 creative director kevin jordan is the guy behind it with macro so you know at least you could tell it's gonna be heavy music yeah so a21 better watch out man i mean they're they're considered the king of the indie films i feel like but i mean macro, macro yeah macro is dominating like indie television you know for anybody who doesn't know macro was behind uh raising dion yeah you know on netflix so um yeah they're killing it man yeah, Woo. I mean, freaking signing deals left and right. It's super crazy. Vampire rappers. Yeah. I swear Vampire I've seen a couple. Rappers. I i i think I've seen a couple in Atlanta the right? last time I was exactly. there. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. They might really exist. They walk the know. streets at night true. searching for blood. <laughs> super crazy, guys. Super crazy. Oh, my goodness. We've been talking about it the past couple weeks. Uh, now heading over to Viacom CBS, not CBS Viacom. Um, and they we've been talking about it. They're going to rebrand CBS All Access. And they announced the name. <sighs> Paramount Plus. See, again, this is something that we called. We knew it was going to be Plus. We just didn't know what Plus yeah. it would be. But there it is, Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's going to be rebranded in early 2021. Uh, leading the rebrand, Viacom CBS has been filling up CBS All Access with additional programming from its portfolio of networks, including like BET, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and plans to put over more than. 30,000 more uh, television episodes and movies onto the streamer before it gets rebranded. Yeah, that is insane. I know. I mean, but, you know, they said that Paramount has over a 100-year legacy, which is why they chose the name. Apparently, Paramount Plus is the name they've been using for CBS All Access overseas. Mm. So, who knew, right? Uh, But... There it is. Um, they are going to do some more on uh, original programming too, a mix of scripted, unscripted, and kid series. This one I'm excited about because one of the ones in the works is The Offer, mm. and it's a 10-episode scripted limited series about The Godfather. Oh, shit. Oh, That's what? cool. Oh, yeah. And you guys recently saw that they put all three of The Godfathers up on CBS All Access. Yeah. So there you go. Super pumped, man. Super pumped. But I wish they would have been original like – 
Paramount All Access. As easy yeah. as that. As yeah. easy as that. Just not Plus. I'm exactly. You, Disney is laughing every time somebody uses Plus. Exactly. They were the first out the gate with it, and it seems like everybody has been yeah. copying them. So, you know. Exactly. Even though we bash Peacock a lot, at least they're original. And HBO right. Max. Right. At least there they you were go. original. That's true. Super it's freaking crazy. Really good point. Yeah. yeah. Thank God it wasn't Warner Brother Plus. Right. Right? Uh, I mean, ugh. But pecan. I yeah. know. A for originality, F for name. I know. <laughs> it's just a horrible name. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. It's super rough. We'll be talking about the peacock a little later on. Yes. Uh, but stay tuned for that. Uh, Brian Cranston, everybody loves him. Everybody knows him. I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now, and I didn't even know he was on there. Yeah, it's super yeah. fucking funny. Uh, but he will be starring in a Showtime limited series, Your Honor, making his first major league uh, comeback since uh, Breaking Bad, which ended in 2013 yeah so super excited about that he's gonna play a judge in new orleans i love when they set things in new orleans oh yeah um a a respected judge whose teenage son adam is involved in a hit and run and uh forced to cover up the crime in order to protect his son uh brian's character there michael finds himself in a high stake game of lies uh impossible choices and just so much other crazy shit and it, when it's revealed, the person's son or the kid that was killed in the hit and run is fucking like the head of a high crime family. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. So you know, I I, I think this is going to be great. Set in New Orleans, like you said, he's a high powered judge, which means probably the fact that he's covering up this hit and run corrupt. Yeah. Exactly. Corrupt judges in New Orleans, huh? Oh, what? shit. No, no, no. So, so based on a real story. No. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but Cranston as a corrupt New Orleans judge, I mean, uh, going head-to-head with yeah. the mob, I fucking love it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be a hit. No I mean, he's it. such a good actor. I he mean, really is. He is really like William Defoe or fucking like, I don't know, just so many. He's up there, man. He's like one of the best. I, I mean, and the range is incredible. You watch Breaking Bad and then you watch Trumbo. Yeah, right. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just incredible. Yeah, man. or that one he did with Kevin Hart. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness. So many good ones, man. So many good ones. Um, This next one's pretty interesting because we all know that we have a lot of South Park fans out yes. there. And, I mean, of course, they got to tackle the coronavirus. They got to tackle the pandi- uh, pandemic. So Comedy Central has set an one-night, hour-long pandemic special that's going to tackle a whole bunch of issues about 2020. Yeah. I mean, if there's not one, there's many. Oh, yeah. I you know, know it couldn't just be COVID. They're yeah. Gonna, they're just going to fill this thing with all kinds of Exactly. Shit. I mean, I know everybody's been saying fuck 2020 for the longest. So That's it's right. fine. In the special, Randy comes to term, you know, Stan's dad. Randy comes to term with his role in COVID-19's outbreak. And as the ongoing pandemic presents continues challenging uh, challenges to the citizens of South Park, the kids happily uh, head back to school, but nothing resembles the normal that they once knew. Not their teachers, not their homeroom, not even Eric Cartman. Mm. Uh, the special will air September 30th at 8 p.m., so be sure to check that out. It's interesting. I heard a rumor, too, when they were asked why they were going to do this. They said that that's what Brian Boitano would do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's pretty funny. Okay, so you, you know. know what we're fans of South Park. If you don't get that joke, <laughs> man, just move on. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh well, this next one's pretty awesome because Sandra Oh has an amazing voice. So she does. It's only right that she's going to be cast in an animated film. 
the Tiger's Apprentice, along with Michelle Yego. Yeah. Uh, yo. Yo. Yeah. Owen Yo. Owen Yo. <laughs> oh Yo. Uh, oh Yo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they joined the previously announced cast, uh, Henry Golding, uh, Brandon Soho, and uh, Bowen Yang, and Shiria Kola, and so many more. Uh, <laughs> the film yeah. tells a story of a boy in San Francisco who meets a shape-shifting talking tiger named Mr. Who, or How. No, who? who? Yeah, Mr. Who. Who, how? Um, and under his uh, protection, they're going to be under his protection and introduced into a magical world that includes ancient phoenix, a dragon, and a clan of Ooh. evildoers. Oh. Oh, shit. All that sounds good. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's an amazing cast, by the way. I yeah. Mean, come on now. Henry Golding, by the way, if anybody missed it last night, the live reading of Fast Times at Richmond High. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Henry was in that. And if you can find it online somewhere, Shia LaBeouf, Espicoli is worth everything. Every second yeah. of it. And my favorite one, my favorite was Brad and Jennifer. <laughs> they do the classic masturbating. Yeah. They're, they're those two. Yeah. And they, oh my God. They were so red. Yeah. They were so red in the face. You could tell just that the, there's still something there. It was so funny. I know it's totally off the subject, but oh my God, if you can find it, watch it. Watch it. Henry uh, Golding. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. That's right. It's, Back it's, to oh, Oyo. Yeah, you know. But yeah, super excited about that one. A lot of good things happening over at CBS Viacom. Yes. Viacom CBS. <laughs> you know, I had to do it once. You are rebranding it and it's, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's exactly. Other crazy things happening in the entertainment industry. SNL trying to get back to its normal routine. Yes. And, I mean, they announced that Jim Carrey is going to play Joe Biden. <laughs> like, that's perfect. It's going to be amazing. I mean... <laughs> Just, I can already see him with the slicked white back hair yeah. and like just that face, man. You know that's why they did it because Joe's oh, yeah. got this very stoic face now and Carrie is just a master at manipulating that face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. It's going to be great. I don't even know what to say. I'm I know, right? Picturing it in my head, it's going to be awesome. I'm super pumped. I mean, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait until they like release a date about this thing because – and Alex Baldwin's coming back to play Trump. So yes. You know. Oh, my – Jim Carrey and Alex Baldwin as Biden Trump. Yeah. What? That's going to oh be great. Oh, my gosh. And then Maya Rudolph coming back to play Kamala. Yeah. I, I just – no. It can't get here quick enough. I know, right? This <laughs> is going to be funny as shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I mean, of course, of course, anytime and every time that – that a former guest on the podcast has some breakout news yes. the week we have to announce it. Adrian Ray, you guys know her. Uh, she is set to join NBC's Chicago Fire yes. as a series regular for the upcoming ninth season. That's crazy. It's going to be awesome. Our, our favorite vagrant queen, remember? Sci-fi canceled, but she moves on. Yeah, man. So, I, we're, we, when we first saw the story, we literally jumped off chairs. Yeah, right? <laughs> jumped <laughs> off chairs, that's jumped right. into the camera. You that's know, right. All the good that's stuff. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to her oh, yeah. interview. <laughs> so damn good, man. So I always good. love their character descriptions too yeah but you know <laughs> she's gonna play gianna mckay a lovable troublemaker with a twinkle in her eye who is charming scrappy fun witty and good-natured but she's no pushover she's tough and quick to defend the defenseless isn't afraid of a little chaos and rolls with the punches while approaching everything with a bit of humor oh like <laughs> okay well wow right? so, okay if anybody can pull that off it's adrian she's gonna oh, be yeah. awesome she's gonna be awesome for sure for sure oh this next thing oh my goodness who who even knew 
Who mm. even knew? I, I'm excited about this. Though. Are Just, you? Yeah, I am. You I'm an what? 80s guy, yeah. man. Of course I am. Yeah, yeah over the top, but all right. Uh, Madonna <laughs> has teamed up with screenwriter Diablo Cody and producer Amy Pascal in a universal biopic of herself. Yes. And she is co-writing the script and will direct the project. Yes. That's super terrifying to me. I mean, that's going to be a lot of pressure on whoever she picks yeah. to play her because... And man, like like this, I'm gonna just go and predict that this is gonna have a hard time getting the R rating. Oh yeah, because to get it down to the R rating yeah. from X or NC17 is gonna. I mean, guys, this is Madonna. Yeah, her life not clean. No, not at all. <laughs> not not at all. It's gonna be really. But I mean, I'm excited because she's co-writing it with Diablo Cody, and if you guys recognize that name, you should. She was the Oscar-winning screenwriter for Juno. Yeah. So. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there we get some news on this thing once it goes into production that there was turmoil on set. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm expecting that shit. She's a really good filmmaker, though, from what I understand. She, you know, everybody who's worked with her in the past has said she is a solid filmmaker. So I, I don't know. Hopefully I don't know. I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But I get, that's not the way I would sit down. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. One rumor that I'm excited about, though, if true, it's just a rumor at this point, but they say potentially they're going after Jennifer uh, from uh, Ozark mm. to to play her. Yeah, so that would make sense. That would be awesome Yeah, because I think she's fantastic. Yeah. And I th- oh, she'd be good. So good, man. So good. Oh, I mean, J-Lo. She, not me, J-Lo. No, not you. Other J-Lo. The one who, I mean, the female J-Lo. I should just say that. <laughs> uh, she has made a huge uh, resurgence on the on-screen I mean, she's really come back into movies and she really has. all this stuff. Uh, Universal Pictures announced that they will release a rom-com romantic film, Marry Me, starring J-Lo and Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson. Oh, me too. So, I mean, me it's too. great. Uh, on February 12th, so of course it's going to be a nice Valentine's Day uh, pick, and it's going to be starring – J-Lo is going to uh, be a, a musical superstar, and Wilson will be – portraying a divorced math teacher oh yeah yeah i mean see how they connect guys let's see how because all math teachers hook up with people like j-lo yeah i mean it only makes sense right it's (laughs) like i'm sure this is not a supernatural fantasy i know right i mean i just don't know like are we in the twilight zone right now like i have i have no idea i have no idea. but if anybody could owen wilson could oh yeah that's all i'm saying he looks like a math teacher he does look like a math teacher that could score (laughs) j-lo like i mean you go owen wilson you do it oh my goodness uh yeah just just stay tuned guys stay tuned it's it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting uh we were talking about a little bit earlier we're gonna talk about the peacock Mm. and i mean they they've came out with some good numbers surprisingly i'm super pumped about it because i mean go them it's the wake of the streaming wars it's true so nbc universal has announced that its streaming service the peacock has reached more than 15 million signups and i mean what it's been out for four or five maybe six months now yeah and uh nbc universal said that it has high hopes for peacock will reach 30 million to 35 million monthly subscribing acting active accounts in 2024 yeah so yeah. i but remember guys there's also a free tier so exactly. i mean there there's some good content on there i mean you got like suits you got um george lopez but that's behind the paywall and so is how um uh, everybody loves raymond that's also behind the paywall mm-hmm. so i mean there there's some stuff that's free that's pretty good but there's some stuff that 
you're just like, what the fuck? Now, granted, it's only $5. So It's true. Yeah. It's true. And and here's the kicker, though. Those 15 million uh, signups, NBC must think that's, that's some negotiating power. Apparently. Because they think that that warrants charging Roku an obscene amount of money to put Peacock on Roku. Yeah. Well, Roku's having no part of it. They said, absolutely not. You're not being right. This is way too much money. We're not going to pay that. To which NBC Universal notified Roku... They will remove all of NBC Universal's uh, platform, NBC shows, all of them. So if you watch anything off uh, from NBC, like you just said, Suits. So you're basically talking USA, Sci-Fi, you know, NBC, yeah. anything related to NBC. They're threatening to take off of Roku if they don't work out this deal for Peacock. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you by know. this weekend. Yeah, that's the scary thing. Like it could happen by quick. this weekend. So if you like an NBC show and you were hoping to watch it this weekend, you might not be able to. Might be pulled. Might be yanked. Um, I'm eh. Whatever. I don't. I don't blame Roku because if they're asking for an obscene amount of number or an obscene number, I'm just like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, apparently. That- Agreed. Roku tried to extend the deal. Yeah. You know, the, the deadline so that they could still negotiate or whatever. And, and Universal is just playing hardball. Yeah. So, I mean, the know. one they should really be focusing on is HBO Max. I mean, I, I mean, we have our theories. We think Apple is focusing on that one with HBO Max. So hopefully you'll be able to watch HBO Max if you have a Roku through the Apple TV app. But still, I think that one's just way more successful and should be spent way more time trying to negotiate that one rather than the Peacock. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. To be honest. To be honest. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you know. Things happen. Things it's true. happen. It's true. It's business. It's business. Just like this one's business, I mean... As an adult, we watched the third one. Was not good. As an adult. I don't know. I mean, my little sister, she was like, what, 11, 10 at the time and fell asleep. She did. She fell right out. She, like, she was like, knocked out. Um, just... But we're talking about Hotel Transylvania. It's coming out with a fourth one. Yes. Uh, and apparently on track to uh, hit schedule. On track. <laughs> Sony is trying to pump them out, man. Uh, super, super funny. Uh, August 6th of 2021 is the release date, and uh, Selena Gomez is set to return as Dracula's daughter, but as of right now, no one else has signed on. No, the only deal that they've locked in is Selena, that she's going to come back, and she's going to executive produce. Apparently, she worked out a deal to be an executive producer on the film, too, meaning she's going to make some money. Makes sense. Uh, but like you said, yeah, you know, Adam Sandler... Andy Samberg, Kevin James, Fran Drescher, all of them. David Spade, Buscemi, none of them have signed on for the fourth one. No. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, eh, mm. eh, whatever. It's made them a boatload of money, though. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they make these movies for relatively inexpensive, and then they've gone on to make decent box office, so it's likely they'll all come back. Yeah. But I bet they all get profit participation. Oh, yeah. That's how they're – watch, sure. watch. That's how they're coming back for four. We want profit participation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Exactly, exactly. I think this was in the response of the Grown Ups movie. I think they didn't want to actually act on, mm. on screen anymore. So, hey, let's just make some kids content and do some animated shit. That's yeah. way easier. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you know. Uh, Sony has removed Phil Lore and Chris Miller, Miller's upcoming film – 
connected from its release date uh, from its release date just one month before the film was supposed to schedule to hit theaters. What the hell, guys? Yeah. It's unclear uh, what Sony will do with it now, uh, either taking it to a streaming service or pushing the theatrical release release uh, to another date. This but, one I was mean, surprising, though, because yeah. it was like one of the highly anticipated animated films that Sony was planning on launching this yeah. year. So to just all of a sudden say, nah, n- nope. So, I don't know, man. I know. It's super interesting. Sony doing some weird shit. Don't get your hopes up for any movie. That's all I can say. It's like, if you were thinking, oh, man, I'm so excited to see this, don't get excited. Because it might not. (laughs) Exactly. It might not even happen. It might not. Uh, But Lionsgate, everybody knows 50 Cent. He has Mm. a huge, huge uh, connection with stars. I mean, uh, Power and Power (laughs) 2. That's it. You took my joke. I was going to say, you might say he has a lot of... Power uh-huh. with stars, but <laughs> uh, but I mean he's continuing that relationship yes. by developing two count them one two more dramas. Uh, Jackson's G Unit Film and Television are developing a show about a woman sports agent based on the life and of agent and lawyer Nicole Lynn, which will be super exciting yes. to see that world from his female's perspective. Absolutely. Can I, can I imagine? I can only imagine. And a potential anthology about a hip-hop, uh, about hip-hop, and uh, the first season devoted to the feud between 50 Cent and the game. That will be really I'm super interested because they seem to be really good friends before before any of the bullshit went down they were like featured on each other's like uh cds and everything before that and then one day shit just like flipped the script yeah you never so know maybe maybe this anthology will tell us why i hope so i mean <laughs> and you know for anybody who doesn't know he's also behind four life at abc yep he's killing it on a bunch of networks so exactly good for you 50 cent definitely oh ugh. Mm. <sighs> heading over to netflix I'm sure somebody or everybody saw the drama that oh was going down. Mm. This is the only bad thing we have in the industry news. Thank God. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, Boy, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, cheer star Jerry Harris was arrested Thursday on a charge for uh, – uh, oh, I, don't, I don't even want to. Like, I know. I don't. Enticing a 13-year-old boy to send him explicit photos and videos. According to federal co- uh, prosecutors, he began contacting the 13-year-old boy on Snapchat in December of 2018. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And it went on for two years. Yeah. Yeah, they say they exchanged the photos uh, until March of 2020. Um, you know, he denied this at first guy said, absolutely not. He would never, he's not, you know, gonna, but apparently when he was interviewed, uh, on Monday of this week, he confessed and admitted that he had exchanged the photos with the boy. Um, also admitted that he solicited oral sex from the boy in a bathroom when they were together at a cheerleading event in 2019. Um, the boy refused and left the bathroom to rejoin his team. And then that's when, uh, apparently Harris blocked him on Snapchat and the kid got all upset, you know, saying, what did I do wrong? I'm sorry. I did it. It's just crazy. Um, he's going to be facing one count of producing child pornography. Uh, he's going to be held in custody until a detention hearing, uh, this coming week on Monday. Um, and the prosecutors are arguing that he shouldn't get bail because they think he's dangerous to society. Um, it's like some R. Kelly shit. It is. And all kinds of weird shit. Apparently this young boy has a twin brother. He was also trying to solicit the twin brother. Oh, wow. Um, just the mom found it on Mm. the kid's phone and kind of, you know, that's how it all went down. But just, man, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I just, it's disturbing, man. It is disturbing. Pedophiles are just like, you know, 
There's bad, and then there's pedophile bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't even know. I know Netflix is horrified uh, by the discovery. They they are just you know tormented and and you know want to see justice done. So good for yeah. Netflix for coming out for a statement like that. Yeah. Because what else would you say? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. Super wild. It'd be interesting to see if that series moves forward now. Um. Because I mean, what if there's other predators? Uh, like apparently. That? He confessed to numerous other boys as well. Yeah, see, like, so I mean, that's just him. And like you said, what if there's others? Yeah. So just, and I mean, numerous other boys. How many that means that we don't know, but hopefully they put him away for a really long time. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. And by the way, you know, pedophiles that try to have sex with kids don't do too well in prison. No, not at all. Good luck, Mr. Harris. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good freaking luck. Uh, but this is really exciting, and I know you're happy about this. I'm su- super stoked. The fifth season of Lucifer took the number one spot in Nielsen's streaming top ten rankings with users in the United States spending 1.59 billion minutes of watching the show. Yes. I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them. I binge-watched the first half. They, they're releasing season five in two parts, so the first part's out. Next one's coming. Yeah. Um. But, oh, man. I, I could not be more. I love the direction this season went. By the way, they've been releasing some teasers for the second half of the season. It ends, by the way, spoilers, I'm just telling you, the first part of season five ended with Dennis Haysbert showing up as God. Okay? That should, like, get you right there to come back. But this musical episode, they're doing an entire musical episode mm. where I guess Lucifer is seeing all of them dance and sing oh. in all of the things. But they released this little trailer of it. They're out on this football field in a dead body, and they're doing Queens, you know, another <laughs> one bites the dust. They're doing this epic dance and song oh, routine. Goodness. Amy Garcia and Lauren German and all, just fucking phenomenal it's gonna be great it deserves to be number one that's all i'm saying it's, it's, <laughs> it deserves to be number one. Oh my goodness wild shit man can you wild tell shit. i'm a fan I'm i a mean fan. right I'm just a, a little bit yeah. just a little bit uh netflix also announced the premiere date of emily in paris yes starring lily collins uh the show will premiere october 2nd on netflix it's going to be a 10 episode series uh direct or executive produced and created by darren star so super nine zero two one zero. Yeah, that guy. People don't know. <laughs> yeah. People don't know. Uh, it's going to be the chronicles, the adventures of a twenty-something Chicagoan, uh, Collins, social media strategi- strategist who suddenly lands her dream job in Paris. Uh, sent to revamp her company's recent acquired business, her new life uh, propels her into towards exciting uh, adventures as she navigates forming new friendships and finding romance. Yes. Of course. I'm just a huge Lily Collins fan. Have been since day one. Yeah. I think she's epic. Uh, I think she's this generation's Audrey Hepburn. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I think this is uh, – her in, in Paris because it was actually filmed on location in Paris. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Come on the show, Lily. Come on the show. Yeah. Was it was, – did Chris Evans trying to send you his dick? Was that, was that what that was? What? 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 I was talking about the Chris Evans dick pic and if it was sent to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were asking me. I'm like, the last I checked, uh, you know. No. no but not, uh, <laughs> not you. Not you. Apparently, you know, he sent it out to a bunch of people by accident, but not me. Doesn't have my phone number. <laughs> Just randomly in the middle of the night. Chris Evans. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What is 
<laughs> Don't swing that way, Chris. I mean, you are America's ass, but I, no. pre- I prefer Lily. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh my man. goodness. Uh, Netflix is doing some other things. Uh, I mean, we all know that Ryan Murphy just signed a huge deal yes. with Netflix. And he announced the uh, upcoming adaptation of The Prom. And it's going to be released on December 11th. The acclaimed creator announced on Instagram on Sunday, uh, December 11th. And the star-stubbed cast includes Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Jerry, uh, Carrie Washington, and it's a musical, if people of didn't course. know. Of course, yeah. I mean, okay, awesome, first of all. you know, And I loved their tagline for it. Netflix said, let us take you to the prom yeah. you couldn't go to this year. That's so brilliant. So I mean, that's so smart of the marketing, right? But it's basically they follow four Broadway actors who travel to Indiana to help out a lesbian student who's been banned from going to the prom uh, because she wanted to bring her girlfriend. Mm. So – it's, I mean, great story. Definitely. I, th- I think it's good. And to see these people perform out in a musical, I mean, Corden and Meryl yeah. Streep, come on. It's going to be come badass. Come on. It's going to be badass. All right. Super excited. Uh, Netflix is also given a 10-episode order for an animated revival of the classic 1970s sitcom, Good Times. Yes. No one saw this coming. No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just, can, yeah. no. I can honestly say I would have never thought. I mean, one day at a time, they, they're doing all these old classic Jimmy Kimmel bringing them back for the live to, you know, yeah. shows them. But I never thought, let's do an animated Good Times. Right. What? And it's going to be like the same cast, but set in nowadays times. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? So I, I don't even know. And will the original cast make like voice cameos or something? Right. Like, I mean, I just, most of them are still alive. Yeah. Um, most of them. Most of them. I think Florida. Florida really is the only one who passed. Mm. I think all the the kids. John Amos is still alive. Yeah. Um. So JJ's still alive. I I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. It's definitely gonna. Here's the more interesting. Part. <laughs> right. Norman Lear was no surprise because he was the executive producer and creator of the original show way back in the day. But Seth MacFarlane and Steph Curry and Steph Curry. Yes, that Steph Curry, <laughs> NBA superstar. They're also executive producing. Yeah. What? Like, that's crazy. I get – okay, maybe I get the Seth MacFarlane link because, you know, he's he's a king in animation. Yeah. Okay. All right. And which begs the question, will they look like those type of animation? Right. right? Exactly. I mean, is it going to follow that kind of format? But Seth Curry? I know, right? It what? It came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Was he a fan of Good Times? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, what am I missing here? Why Seth Curry? I know he's trying to follow LeBron, you know, into the entertainment whole game. But – why good times? Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You're not on a temporary layoff. Right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still doing your thing. You're That's still right. Doing your thing. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Super funny, man. Yeah, I know the theme song. Leave me alone. Uh, right. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, now heading over to Amazon. I mean, Berlanti's everywhere. He is everywhere. I mean, and I mean, they just closed a deal with Berlanti, right? Uh, yes, Amazon signed a deal with Berlanti Shutter Productions. Uh, this is exciting. They're going to produce a film based on the acclaimed novel My Policeman. Mm. Why is it exciting? Because Lily James is in it. Uh, by the way, might have been the intended recipient for the dick pic. Yeah. With the, the rumor is they're dating now, Chris Evans and Lily James. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm putting that. I was not the intended recipient. Just putting that. Just letting everybody know. See, I got my lilies mixed up again. You, you That's got what your it was. lilies. That's what it was. That's okay. what it was. I see. That's where that came from. <laughs> okay. Because I was like wondering, like, wow, that was totally random. And what are you saying <laughs> about me? I don't want to see like Chris no. Evans' dick pics. I'm pic. not like, saying you get random dick pics in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. not, that's not what I'm no, saying. No, okay. You're totally sending the wrong message <laughs> to everybody out there. I don't even know what you're trying to say. Yeah, there we go. But anyway, li- now I get it. <laughs> Lily James, Lily Collins. Yes, okay, uh, I get that. 
Anyway, <laughs> Harry Styles and Lily James are set to star in the project. Uh, Greg Berlanti and Sarah Shetter will produce. Um, apparently, it takes place in the 90s when the arrival of an elderly invalid, Patrick, into Marion and Tom's home uh. triggers an exploration of seismic events from 40 years previous. The passionate relationship between Tom and Patrick at a time when homosexuality was illegal. Oh, wow. Oh. So, like, some Brokeback Mountain shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be, yeah. And yeah, this is going to be interesting. Harry Styles and Lily James will make a beautiful baby. I'm just saying. They would. <laughs> but but what would Chris Evans think about yeah, that? That's true. I, I mean, they would make beautiful babies too. They would. So it's fine. Basically, anybody in Lily James. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's, yeah, just take her jeans. Like, I just feel like she's beautiful enough that even if it was an ugly guy, it would overpower and it would be a cute baby. I agree. That's all I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> But the show, yeah, the film, the film is going to be great. It is. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. She's a phenomenal actress too, though. She is. Just watch Baby Driver. Yeah. And yeah I mean, she's, she's phenomenal. So yeah. All right. Agreed. Agreed. That's not the only thing Amazon's doing, though. Let's try yeah. to get let's try to get out of trouble now. Yeah, you uh, know. <laughs> they're going to produce an action flick also called All the Old Knives with Chris Pine and Thandie Newton. Oh. Yeah. That's going to be badass. Talk yeah. about it. That's an epic cast. Right? right. And I mean, based on the acclaimed novel uh, of the story set in the town of uh, Carmel by the Sea, Anne follows ex-lovers, one CSI spy, oh, and one ex-spy uh, who meet over dinner to reminisce, uh, reminisce on their time together at the fucking, the, you know, the station. Yeah. The Vienna, Vienna station. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. This is funny, though. It says as the conversation progresses and they start to get into it as they continue to flirt, it becomes clear that one of them's not going to survive the meal. Oh, shit. What? Oh, all right. (laughs) Is this a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type deal? Right. It's like, oh, they meet, they fall in love. Oh, remember when we served together? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, who's better? Like, me or you? My money's on Thandie Newton. Right. I'm just saying. I I like Chris, but I think Sandy's got him. Yeah. Or Thandie. Thandy, Sandy, Fandy, Crandy, <laughs> Shapambi, like all of them, all of the above. I mean, Chris Pine's going down. Ooh, what <laughs> is it with Chris's and Lilies? Like, know, it's like, Chris's and Lilies yeah, everywhere. I don't, know, I don't know. Poor them, man. That's true. That's true. Where are we going? <laughs> I, we haven't even been drinking. It's I know. It's That's fine. the thing, guys. It's just Friday. It's just Friday. It's Friday. You guys it's... know we like to get a little crazy. <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Harpo. Mm. Harpo. Harpo. Lonnie. Oprah backwards. Yeah, Oprah backwards. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Lonnie Chavis um, will make his big screen debut in a fantasy adventure, The Waterman. Oh. Uh, The film will be executive produced by Harpo. Oprah. Uh, Oprah Forward. Yeah, Oprah Forward. (laughs) And her Harpo films. uh, And Mark's uh, David Oyelowo. Yeah, Oyelowo's. Oyelowo's feature directorial debut. That's Um, exciting. Yeah, super exciting. The story is about a young man, young boy, uh, who embarks on a mission to find a mythic waterman who may carry a secret and uh, everlasting life. Mm. Oh. Oh, but it's to help his mother. It's to help his mother. Because all good boys do. Yeah. 
and that Harpo. Makes sense. I mean, who doesn't want to help Harpo? Well, exactly. And if my mom was Rosario Dawson, I would want to help her. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Rosario Dawson's playing the mom, and Oya Yellow, although directing, will also play the dad. Oh, that's cool. I always love it when they do that. Yeah. Because I mean, I can imagine like that's so challenging, and like to be able to portray like what you literally want to portray. You don't have to. I mean, of course, you have to do it with the other actors trying to get your point across. But for the main like protagonist, you're like, yeah. That's what I want to do. Exactly. And like, you always hear how difficult directing is. So I feel, I feel like I would never want to make my first attempt at it also have to be acting right. In it, right? Like, but Bradley Cooper good did pretty good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's kind of following along now. Like if Bradley could do it. All right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. But, oh, it is time for the guest segment. We got the one and only Adam Irigoyen coming on the yes! show to talk about Away, Netflix's hot news show. And he's also talking about his time on the Disney Channel with, you know, like Zendaya, Bella Thorne, and so many other phenomenal actors. So, I mean, it's just going to be a really fun time. I'm so super excited, especially for the young up-and-comers. They're really going to benefit from yeah. this one. Yeah, this guy, man, he's got he's wise beyond his years when you hear his approach to how he picks projects and everything just amazing man. yeah agreed agreed well here he is adam irigoyen welcome inside the crazy ant farm how are you man i'm good brother how you guys doing oh dude we're doing good doing good living Super the dream to- bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surviving covid if you know <laughs> Yeah, listen, aren't we all? Oh, man, you know it. You know it. But we are super pumped to have you on, boy. We, we, we kind of teased a little bit that you were going to be joining us, and the fans are all excited about it. Uh, so we got a, got a lot of Disney fans. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I wonder what they saw you on. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but look, man, we're, we're, what we like to do to start off the interview is kind of because we have a lot of people that are up-and-comers trying to break into the industry. So what we like to do is kind of do a little introduction of the guest at first and kind of tell them how you got started in the industry um was it something you always wanted to do did you know you wanted to be an actor right away or what uh yeah so i mean i, I got i got started at a, at a fairly young age uh i mean i started working uh professionally when i was around 11 um oh, wow. and yep. uh yeah just yeah uh, uh, around like at the end of 11 just turning 12 um so for about like 12 years now and um for me, I mean, I kind of knew when I was eight years old that, that I wanted to be an actor. Uh, and I told my parents and, uh, you know, it's like it's one of those things when you're eight years old and you tell your parents, you know, what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, they, it's not uh, they, they take you as seriously <laughs> as you might think. Um, but, yeah, so I was just really hounding them for uh, about two years um, before they, you know, gave me a, a chance. Uh, and, you know, then they. They took me to an uh, acting class out in out in downtown Miami, where um, I'm, you know, originally from Miami. So, um, yeah, and then for, through that acting class, I was able to meet a lot of people. Eventually, came out to LA, uh, you know, at, at the age of 11, got signed to an agent and a manager. Yep. And then, um, yeah, and then from there, I just started, you know, auditioning and uh, doing, you know, everything I I could to get work. That's fantastic. I, I we always love because there's it's always back and forth. Some people like say, "Oh no, I had no intention. I never and kind of fell into it and boom." And then others who know like right away. Right. And it, you're so right though. Like we 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 hear that a lot too. It's like, "No, I was eight and I told my parents," and they kind of looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they tell me all the time, like you know, when they when we came out to LA originally, it was you know to get it out of my system. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. So at what know. age, when, when you landed the Disney gig, is that when they were kind of like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe this is okay? Well, yeah, so like before, even before I got uh, on Shake It Up, 
I had um, about like a year into me being out here. Yeah. Um, I kind of got like I started to work and I got like a little, you know, interstitial. It was just kind of like a little short uh, 15 or not even 15, like a five minute little thing that they aired on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, they I got on Wizards of Waverly Place. And then by then it was like that's when my parents were like, all right, you know, he's kind of, you know, really serious about this. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then luckily, you know, we, we stayed out here for a half a year longer and then that's when I got on to shake it up. Nice. Shout out to mom and dad for keeping it real and uh, staying (laughs) behind you, bro. Like, that's awesome. Uh, do you find that, uh, it being a challenge from being a child actor transitioning into an adult actor? Is that like something that is a little challenging in the entertainment world or what do you think about that? Oh, for sure. I mean, when when you're young and, and you're starting it out, it's, it's really a different beast than, um, you know, what it is for me today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause a lot of it when you're a kid is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a personality, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, uh, it's like, you know, you, you got a great personality. You, you're not afraid of being in front of a lot of people and, you know, kind of expressing yourself. And that's kind of what it is when you're a kid. And then as you kind of grow older, uh, like when I kind of decided, I wasn't going to do children's programming anymore mm-hmm. and it kind of made that transition and that part of my career. It was, there was a year where I, I did, I just didn't work. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just because, you know, it, it is a, it's like, it's a really different beast. And yeah. so, you know, you have to put in, uh, you have to put in more work and, uh, and approach things differently. And, uh, and yeah, but thankfully, you know, I have a bunch of like really cool mentors and teachers who were able to, kind of guide me and show me what was up that's awesome and that was something else i wanted to ask you as well growing up like in the entertainment industry was it kind of difficult trying to like find your true self when you're playing all these different characters who might not think the way you do like is that like trying to take different aspects of characters and maybe uh uh, put it in your day-to-day life like is that something that like you were trying to do or was that just kind of difficult trying to find yourself when i was younger you're saying yeah well, really, when I was younger, it was more about, I mean, especially on Shake It Up, it, it was really about kind of, um, you know, utilizing that platform uh-huh. to, I mean, express myself, in, you know, it, it, at the highest level. Right. Uh, and so for for me, like, that was just kind of me having a blast and having fun, um, you know, as, you know, as I grew older and, you know, the parts started to get, you know, a little more uh, emotionally challenging and, uh, and a little more invested. Um, then it was like a, a thing of like, every time I approach a character now, I try to figure out, okay, you know, what's different, mm-hmm. uh, about this character than, you know, than Adam or, right. you know, what's the same. Cause, uh, you know, there's, there's similarities and there's differences. So you really want to figure out what they are so you know where you have to put in the extra work and where you know you might have to just kind of you know review it and all that stuff but it's already a part of you oh, you know i like that yeah definitely. yeah definitely and i i kind of want to talk about this too because Sh- shake it up you know it was a huge hit on yeah. the disney channel i mean it, it you know it, it got a lot of attention and spawned a lot of a, a big stars off the show so i want to talk about that how were you able do you think to successfully avoid because you know we talk about this and because we do an industry news section also and we kind of talk about this a lot and, and sometimes unfortunately with the dark side of hollywood especially with some child actors who have kind of fallen into the wrong side 
outside of it or got themselves in trouble. How do you think that you were able to avoid that with um, – because, I mean, you, you know, you've successfully made that transition now, uh, taking the year off and everything and kind of make the transition. But what, what do you credit or how did you go about staying away from that side of the industry when, when the fame started to hit? Uh, I mean, really, I, I credit that to, to my family. Um, you know, I, I was – uh, you know, blessed enough to have a really good uh, foundation at home. Uh, and, you know, my parents instilled in me uh, really great values. And, and for me, um, you know, Shake It Up was, was like you said, it was a major success. And um, to a certain extent, you know, I, 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 I was always enjoying that. But like to a certain extent, I, I kind of um, not let it get to my head, but, uh, but just kind of I let it kind of take me and that I, I became a little complacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when I got out of the show and when I, you know, had that year where I didn't work, it was like, okay, wow. Like, you know, just because I, I've had this sort of relative success at a fairly young age, that doesn't mean that just things are going to be handed to me. Right. And, uh, you know, and I, I, like I said, I had my parents guiding me and, and kind of like reminding me of that. And, and when I was home, it was, you know, I was just Adam. I wasn't, you know, this kid that was on Shake It Up or anything like that. And uh, for me, one of the biggest things that I had to realize, especially when you're starting out as a, as a young actor, is like acting is what I do. It's not who I am. You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, that that has kind of that realization um, and just like the guidance from my parents has always kind of kept me grounded. And, you know, to me, uh, especially, you know, where I'm at now, it's all about, you know, the work. I would much rather be putting in um you know so much work on on a character and and all that stuff than you know getting all this notoriety um you know granted the notoriety comes with it and and all that stuff if you're successful uh, but that's not why i do the things i do and um you know and i've always been grateful for the the fans and, and the viewers because at the end of the day you know that's what we're doing it for and uh you know i'm not this isn't a self indulgent process where you know i I become a character and, uh, you know, and that's really the point. Uh, my, my whole goal in this is to be able to be a part of stories that, uh, that are thought provoking and, um, and relatable and, you know, that, that connect with people on a deeper level. And, um, yeah. And so I've always been grateful for the people that, um, that come up to me and, and, you know, tell me they love my work and, um, and yeah, man. Now, now, how old are you? Like fifty? Because right. that was really like, man, you sound. It is so refreshing to hear somebody your age have that much wisdom and right. that much guidance and that much, you know, this is why I'm doing it. Because man, there are some people out there still floating around, well, well into their forties, fifties, who haven't figured that out yet. So, congratulations to you. Huge props to your family and your support system, man. So refreshing to hear right. those, those just, people talk like that. I want to go back to the part where he says he doesn't need the notoriety. He just <laughs> he loves the process. That's right. Because that's what it's all about. So many of our guests have come on before and said, if you're in this thing to be famous, then you should definitely not be here. You should be loving the craft and taking acting classes, making connections just to enjoy life. This is how you want to spend your life doing your quote unquote nine to five. So it's awesome to hear that you're in it for the right reasons. And I'm just so happy and fortunate enough we were able to connect with you on this level so that the other our fans can know how like good of a person you are and how like committed you are to the craft because i think that's a beautiful thing absolutely thank you man i appreciate that 
And you you said it yourself with the hard work, with the putting in the you know showing up every day. The notoriety comes exactly. You know if you know the fame will come if you work hard. Yeah. I feel like so many times people go out there and just expect to be famous. Like you said, oh, I had one hit show, so now I must that just must come natural yeah. now. And I mean, it's nice, so nice to hear uh, your philosophy and jump. We got to ask though. I mean, you know, your cast was phenomenal on Shake It Hell Up. Yeah. Like, what was that like, Zendaya and Bella Thorne? Come on, man. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, we had a blast that. When we were doing that show, it was towards like the end of middle school, beginning of high school. Like I got in there, I think at the end of, uh, or like I got out of there by the end of like my sophomore year. Right. So, you know, we were, and we all graduated middle school together. And uh, so it was like, it, it was really kind of that time of our lives. And to be, you know, on a set where it was like really like, for us, for all of us, it was kind of like our biggest, um, you know, thing. For, with the exception of, uh, you know, Bella, who had done like some shows on HBO, right, um, and like a little work before that. It for for the most part, it was really our our first kind of adventure in this, you know, industry, and uh, and it was just a blast, man. We we got so many different great like different experiences, and there was a lot of people that um, were on the crew that had worked for years and years and years before they ever did shake it up and so you know to be able to also learn from them and um to be on on set with them where it's just like they have so much experience Mm -hmm. um you know it just kind of it it made everything run smoothly and uh and yeah man it it was a blast We, we really had the time of our lives that's great to hear and i mean if you could recount one one special story from on the set what would it be I'm putting you on the spot, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. the the one the one uh, the one story that kind of like <laughs> no one will ever let me live down <laughs> is uh, there was this episode where uh, <laughs> where we I had to like drive this golf cart and um, you know went <laughs> and I'm I mean at this point I'm like. 13, 14 years old. So yeah, right. I, I had never really driven before, but you know, they trusted me with a golf cart. And, um, and yeah. And so, but when you do, when you're doing sitcom television, there's three days of rehearsal before, before you film. And mm-hmm. two of those days are, are with run throughs. And so it was, this was like the day where the entire network was there. Oh, wow. Watching that, like, <laughs> yeah. Watching a run through of the whole episode and just the way the, that we had set up the, the, the bit was there was two golf carts and you know the first one I would kind of slowly teeter off and then the second one I would real I would peel you know <laughs> I would just I would get out of there and uh, like I said I had never driven before so the first one went you know as smoothly as possible I was going two miles an hour right. no big deal the second one when I got when I got through onto the set I drove the golf cart but I didn't realize that the wheels were were cut all the oh, way to no. the left. And, uh, and on the other golf cart was sitting our, our UPM, our, our, our main oh, no. producer, our line producer, <laughs> Frank Pace, who was like, you know, for for those that don't know, is like the guy that signs my paychecks. Right, right. And, right. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, we, we, you know, I, I say my lines, you know, I do my thing, whatever, and then I peel off, and I'm expecting to go at, at least some sort of diagonal direction. <laughs> I peel all the way to the left, and Frank's, he- Frank's legs were just hanging off the other golf cart and if he didn't move them like at the last moment i think he would have been footless uh, for the rest of his life but thankfully uh thankfully he had quicker reflexes than uh than probably i would have and and uh and yeah but needless to say uh disney channel has never let anybody drive a golf cart no shit (laughs) and they named whatever that rule is after you it's gonna be fantastic 
Yeah. That is so funny. Who knew a UPM needed a stunt double? Right. Like, I mean, you know, you got to get him out of there. <laughs> so funny, Listen, man. no one is safe, man. No yeah, no, no one. So how the driver's test go? Let's hope yeah, you, right? you're doing better on the roads, I did, right? I did fail my first one. Hey, um, bro, right there with you. It's all it. good. I love his honesty, though. He's like, nope, nope, failed that one, too. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie to you here. <laughs> all right, let's get into the big one that's on Netflix right now because, I mean, we're super excited about this one, man. Away. Oh, talk about jumping to another phenomenal cast. I mean, Hillary Swank and Josh Charles. I'm so jealous. I'm a huge Josh Charles fan. Love Hillary too, but Josh Charles has just been a fan of his for years. And I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, man, this kid is working with Josh Charles. Yeah, what? Like, damn. It's like, damn. So that says a lot about your caliber, my friend. I think I, I think, you know, landing a spot on a show like this with a with a cast like that says a lot about who you are and what you're bringing to the table. So talk about it, man. Let's get into it. Yeah, no, man. I listen, I, I appreciate all of that uh josh was a blast to work with uh you know i for me it was i had been just so excited to be a part of this like for me it was really not too much of a thinker you know a netflix show hillary swank josh charles right uh you know jason katniss it's like you know I'm, i wasn't gonna say no right uh, so, <laughs> hell yeah uh, you know when i when i when i showed up to set uh i just really wanted to make sure that that i was ready and and uh, the great thing was, is when I got to work with Josh and, and Monique Goodman, who, you know, people might know from Power and Dark mm-hmm. Knight and stuff like that, um, you know, they were they were so uh, they were just so open. And for me, it's I, I love being able to work with other actors who are just kind of like really down to talk about the scene and, and the characters and, and, you know, OK, what's going on. But they're also cool people. And uh, and, you know, Josh was definitely that. Uh, and so was Monique and, and really everybody involved. And I, I couldn't I, I, I couldn't be happier with with the cast and uh, and what we were able to accomplish. Well, the premise of the show is awesome for anybody who's not familiar or hasn't seen it yet. It, it's a, basically about a family. Uh, both the mom and dad are astronauts, but the, the dad is now a stay at home dad taking mm-hmm. care of the kids while mom is going up into space mm-hmm. on a Mars mission. Right. And right. uh, and you're the the cute boyfriend of the daughter. <laughs> I love. I always love how they describe characters. You know. So well, well, my fascinating now though with the golf cart story, I've got to ask because you apparently introduce her into the dangerous world of dirt bike racing. So right. how the hell did that go after the golf cart? <laughs> well, listen, man. I, it was definitely not me driving those dirt bikes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, there there was one cool like the one the the best part of that was. It was one cool uh, scene where, uh, you know, I'm riding the dirt bike and uh, Talitha, who plays Alexis, is is on it with me. And obviously, you know, I wasn't riding. They had much more experienced dirt bike riders right. uh, than, than me, uh, you know, actually on those things. But uh, they had this special rig set up. It was pretty much like a flatbed. And they had a dirt bike in the middle and it was hooked up to some hydraulics. So, you know, we were safely strapped in on there and uh, and we they would drive us. And then every like, I don't know, two mi- or like minute or so, they would press the hydraulics and we would pop a wheelie. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, I felt. I felt like I was ready to go on the actual thing. <laughs> All of the excitement, none of the danger. That right. sounds badass. Right. Honestly. Yeah, they 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 started mentioning things like liability and insurance, and I was like, whatever. Let's, 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 <laughs> Let me just get let's on. Let's make that. this happen. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. 
Well, okay. So I got to ask though, like, because you've done some indie stuff also, and you're coming from Disney and all the hell. What's it like the Netflix environment? Because we've had several guests on that say that it's just a different kind of a ball game. They're they're you know you do you have that on set representative or is it just you you get the freedom you go they give you the budget and you guys shoot talk about that a little bit because I think the streamers are kind of changing the game and the approach of how things are shot now definitely yeah I mean honestly for me uh, you know at least with my involvement I didn't kind of feel any um, I guess push from them um, you know I, I don't know that that I would be in a position where where I would anyway but at least you know with my experience. I um I just I, I really felt like they kind of trusted Andrew and and the Jessica um the showrunners and and just kind of said you know make the show you want to make and uh, that is so kind of liberating because you're just really able to worry about you know because no no one goes into a project trying to make make a bad piece of right. piece of art right. you know what I mean and everybody's trying to make the best version of it they can. And, um, you know, when when powers that be are, are really involved and, and really trying to, you know, dictate the course of the movie or the show or, or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, sometimes you can feel that. Uh, and I, I think that there's certain projects, you know, that you, like movies or shows that you watch, you can kind of feel like, oh, you know, they, that there's a difference of opinion there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't think that that's the case with this show. I think they they really kind of trusted everybody involved. They got you know, actors that they trusted, producers they trusted and, and kind of, you know, let us play. And I think that that was I think that that the show really benefited from that. Well, and it's a great topic right now. I mean, I feel like it is space is on the lips of everybody at this point. Will we or will we not have to abandon this planet? Where do we go? Is it Mars? You right. know, so the, the topic and the conversation that the show brings up, plus the separation of family, the one guy who's, who's used to being there and now he's not and he's got to stay at home and the, the role change, I guess, of mom and dad. Um, it, it just has so many things that are relevant to what's happening in society today and what's going on. So I bet that's fun too because you said yourself you like to pick projects that you know start conversations or that you could you know tell a story that's relevant so it's got to be refreshing to work on a show like that as well right yeah oh yeah for sure i mean listen off off rip I, this show is you know when i read the script uh, like i said it wasn't it was really a no-brainer but the the diversity of the cast um the diversity of the characters was something that really uh, you know intrigued me uh you know you have a different representative from every country going off to space you know i'm i'm hispanic so you know i'm i'm holding that down and um and then you know it, it's just you know funny the way things work in that uh you know we finished filming in february and then march covid hits right, and right. you know now it's now like that idea of like you were saying being away from your family um uh, being away from loved ones it's 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 even more relatable now mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. and i think that that's what w- what's exciting is that that's what really pushes the story forward mm-hmm. um you know what i mean it's it's the the story is pushed forward by these relationships uh by the ones they leave behind uh and it really makes the mission uh that much more important to the audience you know you you're really rooting for them to get to mars because you you like start to grow and, and grow with them and love them Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, definitely. (laughs) Right there. And I mean, as an actor, I want to know how you feel about this, but as an actor, uh, for approaching a role for a streamer, especially somebody like Netflix who kind of cancels some seasons after two or three seasons, are you timid to audition for those type of roles for the streamers or are you approaching it as like, oh, it's another job that I can get another experience from? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's funny because like, 
you know, as actors, we, we go on these auditions and, and, uh, especially if you're starting out, you're kind of hanging your hopes on, on every single one. Right. Um, and, uh, which, you know, I, I definitely felt, fell victim to, um, at, at first. And, and when I kind of like, I made the realization that as actors, you know, you can only really control about, you know, 12% mm -hmm. of, of this, this casting director's choice or, or, or the showrunner's choice, uh, you know, solely based off your acting. The rest is, you know, your look or, uh, you know, how, you know, you, you have chemistry with the other person or, you know, just a whole thing, list of things that you can't control. Right. Uh, and so I, I uh, you know, I think it was Brian Cranston um, who, who I heard say he started approaching auditions uh not for an opportunity for work mm -hmm. uh but an opportunity to do the work mm -hmm. and uh like and you know when when you kind of approach it from that level um uh, you know every op uh, every audition that comes is kind of like all right this is going to be fun all right this is going to be a new challenge mm -hmm. you know what i mean and uh and yeah that, that's kind of how I, I try to uh frame my mindset because you know if it when i first started man i, I literally i was I was like stealing my mom's phone every two seconds to check her emails <laughs> to see if I got some callback for something because you know I really I was like this is the one this is the one that's right. gonna make me this is it that's you it you know and and uh, and it's, it's really not like that. I like the approach though. I like that you brought up the quote because uh, I mean I feel like we see so often too that that a lot of actors will get cast and it's from a read they did you know months prior and didn't right. get the role but the casting director goes back to them because they did like what they saw but they just not for that role or for this or that so i love the idea of approaching the casting as work you know do it as a job do it as the work because you never know i mean you know they might put it in the file then but months later pull it out and go this is the one so yeah exactly oh man but i mean dude you're like honestly really inspirational and do you see yourself going past acting like maybe into a producing role or a directing role maybe even a writer role uh yeah i mean listen with with quarantine and everything going on uh i've, I've tried to kind of take advantage and and you know get to writing i think that's that's one thing that that everybody can do um you know it's 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 also it's time consuming so <laughs> you know it gives you something to do hell yeah um but uh but yeah i, I would love to I would love to write um, and and direct for sure. I mean, directing is really kind of like um, the next thing that I, I would like try to get into. Um, yeah, I just I just I think it's so fun to kind of take uh, take a, take an entire project and uh, and really try to lead that. Uh, somewhere i think that that would be super fascinating and uh yeah i mean listen I'm, I'm open to it all i just i love this industry and i love i love the art of storytelling and you know there's obviously different aspects to it and uh, I, I just kind of want to take them on all I, I yeah, so directing definitely seems to be the yeah. I mean, if, if you have a passion clearly. You also sound like you're an intelligent young man with a lot of knowledge of the industry already and the fact that you have the passion and you like storytelling, that just seems like an obvious move. I mean, honestly, but um it it got it's so refreshing. Like I can't say that enough to hear young people like yourself have it all together, man. It's so so inspiring for all the people who listen to this podcast cuz like we said, we have and ourselves included, you know, you inspire us by this conversation. But 
but there's so many young people that are like trying to get in and they just don't know the approach or how to do it. And so every time we have a guest like yourself come on who has, you know, the knowledge and says, just do this or just do this or just, it's so inspiring for those people trying to get in to go, oh, you can do this and this and this and it's okay and you can do that. And so, dude, man, so much appreciation for you. Oh, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, and, and I, I don't have it all together, but uh, <laughs> Andy's know, humble, I, I, right? Andy's yeah. humble. <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned to act good enough to make it seem like I do. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what do you got coming up in the future, man? Uh, you know, we away right now, kicking ass on Netflix. But what you got coming up after? Yeah, so I, I did a, a, a an indie movie right before Away. Um, it should have been coming out around this time, but... Um, you know, just due to COVID and everything like that, it, yep, it's yep. kind of been pushed. So uh, it's still in post. But uh, that movie's called Centurion uh, Twelve, and uh, and Centurion is uh, it's it's pretty much set around the world of Mexican horse dancing. Uh, and uh, and I play Francisco, who is really the antagonist, and he he plays this kind of flirtatious rival to Alicia, the main character, uh, who's, you know, trying to make it in this world of Mexican horse dancing, and then kind of her her story gets put on pause because of this um, diagnosis on on this rare form of leukemia, and uh, yeah, and the story follows, you know, that, her relationship with this horse centurion, um, and uh, and yeah, I mean it, it's a great story. It's a you know it's got a lot of um, true elements. Um, it's uh, you know the Gamble family is are the you know the people behind it, and and right. um, Wendy Gamble, who uh, the movie is, or I'm sorry, Nancy Gamble, who the movie is uh, uh, you know kind of loosely based on, mm-hmm. you know had this whole experience and this diagnosis and uh, this you know relationship with this horse, and so it's uh, that was definitely a fun movie to film. And, you know, hopefully it'll come out soon so that everybody can watch it. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, and you know how it is nowadays, man. Uh, Where can everybody follow you? Because it's all about social media and we want to make sure people (laughs) follow you because you're an epic individual. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, It's just my name, Adam Aragoyan. Easy. I I like those. No underscores or exclamations or whatever. (laughs) Straight to the point. Uh, No special characters. Right? (laughs) But the last thing we like to do at the each and every interview is have our guests leave a little piece of advice for those who are trying to break into the industry and what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid? Yeah. Um, listen, I think, I think, you know, I've touched on it a couple times throughout it, but I, I really think the most important thing is to, to do the work, um, you know, really dive deep into each character and not, don't worry so much about, you know, getting a job, just worry about, you know, the best way to, uh, you know, make this character relatable mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, accessible, I think is a good, a good word. And, and in the world today where it, auditioning is really done on, on self tapes, I would kind of say, you know, don't, don't get complacent. Uh, I think that because, you know, we film these self tapes in, in, in our living room, there's that sense of comfortability there. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I would say don't fall into that trap. You know, sometimes the best thing about going into a casting director's office is like the nerves because that adrenaline just kind of pushes you forward and makes makes you give an audition that you, even you didn't think you were capable of. Uh, so just because in your li- you're in your living room and you're filming a self tape, uh, you know, don't 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 let that part die out. 
Definitely. That's so good. Yeah. Right. I mean, without, because complacency can be a major enemy. Yeah. I, it really can. So oh, yeah. uh, it's definite. Dude, this has been a phenomenal interview, man. You have been an absolute joy to talk to. Uh, no doubt inspiring. And I, I know the fans are going to love this one. And uh, we definitely have to have you back on when Centurion comes out because that sounds like it's going to be quite the film. So we definitely want to talk about that. But um, we can't yeah, thank man, you enough, awesome. man, for coming on and chatting with us and just. Uh, best wishes for continued success, man, and open invite. Like we said, anytime you want to come back on, more than welcome, man. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, this has been a blast. I, I love talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Listen, have a good rest of the week, and uh, just like I said, dude, best wishes. Continued success, my friend. I appreciate that. All right, take care have now. Have a good week, guys. Yeah, you too. you too. See you, brother. Bye. So good. So good. I yeah. just love when we interview those people who just have such knowledge about the entertainment industry, especially like a child actor transitioning into an adult actor and just figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's solid head on his shoulders, obviously. And we hear this all the time, too. But surround yourself with a solid support group right yep. the right people around you will make sure you stay on track and do it and he clearly had that with the family and um just yeah so inspiring man dude it really was it really was thank you again adam for coming on the show all right now it is time for the top five segment man and oh this one is brought to you by our podcast producer jason we appreciate you man been rocking and rolling Every single week with the industry news, top five segment, especially the top five segment, man. Making it so damn difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh, This week, it is top five cop shows. Yes. Oh, my goodness. There's so many out there. I mean, literally everything that is on both of our lists, either it be scripted, unscripted, reality, whatever, be sure to watch all this because they're just so damn good. Oh, yeah. So damn good. I mean, they're brilliant. And there are, there, I like it because it's a nice mix of comedy, reality, and drama. Yeah. So it's good. It's exactly, good. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my number five, I go to Monk. Man, mm. television legend Tony. I don't. I always mess up his last name. <laughs> uh, free, he's just so damn good. From I mean, Wings. Yeah, From exactly. Wings. Yeah. wings yeah. Marvelous Miss Maisel. I mean, this guy is an amazing, <laughs> an amazing actor. Uh, Emmy-winning just for everything and i mean this is such a good show such an interesting concept where you're basically like uh what's the word kind of like a cleaning freak what's it called um ocd kind of mm, yeah yeah and, yeah. and like can just solving yeah mysteries. he's got a compulsive disorder that's yeah. what it is yeah and i mean it's just such a good show if you haven't checked it out i think this one might be on the peacock so, mm, yeah there you go catch it while you can right <laughs> <laughs> so funny because you might not be able to watch it exactly oh my goodness my number five <sighs> chickless 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 the shield mm. i mean come on he also not to be confused with the commish who was also chickless yes this one is the shield so good man this one i think really kind of launched michael chickless to superstardom um, and talk about, like you said, just a phenomenal cast. I mean, you had Chickless and Catherine Dent. Walter Goggins, who made my list twice, mm. and you'll find out why. But uh, he just phenomenal. Autumn Chickless, uh, Michael Chickless' daughter was in it. Just, I mean, CCH Pounder, who's now on NCIS. Um, it just, I mean, so many amazing people that were launched off of this show. Yeah. It was an intense drama about a cop that may or may not have been crooked. Mm. Probably was. Yeah, you know. probably was, <laughs> but he stood everything behind the shield. That's so. right. I just think it was a brilliant drama ahead of its time, and uh, I mean, just brilliant. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Definitely, man. Definitely. I, I mean, I got a little. I didn't even realize how much uh, like 
reality TV kind of I have on here. Uh, my number four is going to Reno 911. Mm. So hilarious, guys. Comedy Central late night. I mean, you got Thomas Lennon and you got uh, Cedric Yarbra. I mean, these guys are just absolutely amazing. And I mean, so many people guest starred on this one, too. I mean, you got Paul Rudd. You got uh, Oswald there. What's his face? Uh, Patton Oswald. Yes. And, like, so many good people. And I mean, it's such a hilarious show in Reno. So, I mean, yeah, just check that one out. Definitely on my list. Number four. Okay. I mean, without doubt, hilarious. And the movies have been funny. Yeah. Like, so, I and mean, now they revamped it on Quibi. So it's, uh, there's yes. the episodes on Quibi. Uh, yep, yep. So just brilliant, brilliant. Definitely one of my favorites. Number four, Walter Coggins makes his a second appearance because my number four is Justified. Mm. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Justified was so badass. Yes, yes, yes. About a U.S. Marshal. And uh, who has the reason it's called Justified is because he had a long, extensive track record of killing people, mm. but they were all found to be justified shootings. Justified. Yeah. A lot of the victims, people didn't think so. No. Um, but starred Timothy Oliphant, which just brilliant actor. I, I've been a huge fan of his. Uh, Joel Carter was on it. Erica Tazel, Natalie Z, my man Walter Coggins, who, who awesome. Jerry Burns, Caitlin Deaver. Plays the daughter of, of of a drug dealer, and she's basically the drug dealer. Yeah. Taking down all kinds of, I mean, just brilliant. Jeremy Davies, uh, just uh, Jim Beaver from Jim Supernatural. Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time on it. Uh, just so many people came off that show that it was just, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go back and watch it. It's a great drama, and I just think Oliphant kills it. I yeah. mean, he, he's brilliant in it. Definitely, man. Definitely. In Kentucky. In All Kentucky. takes place in Kentucky. Oh. The backwoods Kentucky. Oh, yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. All things from Kentucky are scary. Um, and my number three, this is a shout-out to Little Cam because she's a huge fan. Uh, uh, yep. Criminal Minds. Mm. Oh, such a good show, man. I catch it anytime it's on. I mean, you got Matthew Gray Goobler. You got, I mean... Thomas Gibson, but we all know about that. Shimor Moore, Shimor Moore, I should say. Ba, <laughs> ba, uh, so many good people, man. So many good people. It's such an intense show. It's so intense. And I mean, each and every episode, you just want to keep watching. It's one of those that it's kind of a black hole. You can just binge watch, but it, it's dark. It's dark it as is shit. Extremely dark. Yeah. Um, but, well, and could be the problem with, you know, what, what, who was it? Manny Patankin left the show yeah. because he said it was so dead and went to home. And yeah. I never understood that. He said he left Criminal Minds because the content matter and the subject matter was so intense that yeah. it was getting to him in his head. And then he went to Homeland. Yeah. It's what? like, what? How but does that make sense? I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyway, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, uh, right. Great show, though. And, and sad, you know, spinoffs and good stuff. Good stuff. Definitely. All right. My number three. NYPD Blue, mm. probably most infamous for showing Dennis Fran's ass on network <laughs> television. Yeah. The, this was a huge controversy, guys. This is one of the first primetime shows to make the move into showing nudity. Um, and, woof, man, a lot of stations were having none of it, would refuse to show the show. But it was a huge hit and just made it even more popular. Um, huge cast, Dennis Franz, David Caruso from CSI Miami was the original. He ended up leaving. Jimmy Smits comes in to take his place. Jimmy Smits leaves. Mark Paul Gossler comes in to take the place. <laughs> like I mean, huge cast, guys. Huge cast. Nicholas Turturro, Kim Delaney. I mean, Sharon Lawrence. So many people were on this show. Uh, S.I. Morales. Rick Schroeder 
Rick Schroeder. Uh, yeah. I mean, just so many of them. He was actually there before Mark Paul. Mark Paul came in and took Rick Schroeder. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you think about the amount of people that that came off of that show yeah. or made appearances on that show, but it was an intense drama by Stephen Bochco. Um, they had some misses. They tried a little musical thing didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't go so well yeah. but um apparently though we talked about this on the show several months back remember they're uh moving forward with a uh sequel to it with um dennis fran's character's son mm. that's that's going to be uh, the the star of the show so yeah. um or the focal point of the show so there you go nypd blue uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> controversial but awesome, but awesome at the same time. Well, speaking of controversial but awesome at the same time, <laughs> NCIS because I mean you know we got uh, yeah, douchebag there. Michael Weatherly is on was on it, but I'm a huge Mark Harmon fan. Yeah. He is oh, just yeah. so damn Go good. At, yeah, at anything and everything he ever does. Uh, but I mean you got Sean Murray, got so many other people that came in and out of this show, and I mean I always love it when they do like deep dive investigating on like navy on military stuff as well so i think that is really cool and uh, it was a great show man it was a great show what it when it had its run but i mean bull fuck bull yeah yeah, so. yeah exactly i love the spinoffs too the spinoffs have been hugely successful yeah ncis new orleans is, is i mean our lovely and, and talented amy rutberg yeah makes numerous appearances on that and uh it's just fantastic and then like you said you know, NCIS is naval investigators, so yeah. they, they dive into the military a lot, which makes NCIS Los Angeles really fun for me because, guys, they've reunited JAG. Yeah. Yes! And how many people knew that? NCIS is a spinoff of JAG. Right. So, but they brought back Mac and Harm this past year, and I could not be more excited about that. Yeah. So, good pick. Good pick. My number two, because I'm an 80s guy. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, not to mention it was one of the most badass cop shows of all time. Everybody wanted to dress like them. Everybody <laughs> wanted to live on a boat with an alligator. Everybody wanted to drive the fast Ferraris. Right. I'm talking about Miami Vice. Of course. Of course. I mean, come on. Dude, if you were around in the 80s, you know, and you didn't watch Miami Vice, you were like shoved into a closet and, yeah. and like forgotten about yeah. somewhere. It was like the most epic show of the 80s. The theme song was huge. Everybody was wearing the fucking white suits yeah. with the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, come on. Don Johnson, Philip Michael Thomas, they killed it. They were awesome. Miami Vice. But they did a remake with Jamie Foxx. That's all you need to know. It was yeah. so good, Jamie Foxx did a remake. Right. Like, like, it's that, it's, there you go. Oh it's just a brilliant show. The, the soundtrack was like the thing, though. Yeah. I think back then that was one of like the groundbreaking things. Glenn Fry did like the theme song or whatever, but um, or Man Henry Mann, I think did the theme song, but Glenn Fry had a popular song on it. But it integrated popular music of the time into the show yeah. heavily, and I think you know successfully so, which kind of everybody tried to copy after that. But um, anyway, Miami Vice, definitely, man, definitely. Oh, My number one goes to Bad Boys, Bad Boys. <laughs> what you gonna do, Cops? Yes! I love the reality TV show Cops. I mean, I know because of all the police brutality and all these things like that, like uh, Life PD, and um, maybe even Cops got canceled because of it. But I think if you did like a camera show on every single i know it'd be fucking difficult i mean don't get me wrong i know it'd be so super difficult but i mean there would also be 
video proof of anything and everything that would happen. And then, of course, they're trying to perform and be nice for the camera, which, I mean, of course, you shouldn't do that. But I, that's why the body cams came involved. That's be, true. So that, I mean, cops wouldn't do do things shady. And, I mean, you guys know that. I mean, they still do. But yeah, uh, they, they turn I, them off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's all super crazy. But I think if, like, I don't know. It was just a really good show, and I also think that it's good to see from their perspective as well because every situation they come into, somebody's going to be mad. Somebody's going to be angry. Somebody could possibly be hostile. And I mean, honestly, they probably have the worst job of it all. Don't get me wrong. They sign up for it. They know what they sign up for. But, I mean, I couldn't even imagine entering every situation and something being hostile. Mm. So, I mean, Agreed. I really feel for them. But, I mean, not to say what some of them are doing um, gives them any justice to do that. So, I mean, it's very back and forth. But, cops, it's entertaining. That I mean, that's it, what it, it comes it, down it to. It is entertaining. That's what it comes it, down it, to. And spawned. Bad boys. It did. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that, like, that's a total play off that show and that theme song. It's like, now look, it, it's everywhere. Exactly. So it's so funny. <sighs> My number one, it had to be. Of course. It had to be. Dun 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 dun. Law and order. All right. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's the law. And the order. And I mean, order. so so if if Jason decides to throw out favorite legal shows, you also know what's going to be on my list because right. this covers both. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just the Dick Wolf series and all of the spinoffs, and I mean Law and Order, all of them, Criminal Intent, even the one in L.A. that went nowhere, you know, SVU, yeah, all right. of them, just they're, they're brilliant. I mean, they're they're ripped from the headlines, as they like to say, and the amount of people that have gone in and out of that show, cast members and guest stars, is just freaking robin williams is one of the most scary guest appearances i've ever seen on that show it was yeah. just brilliant but um the late jerry orbach and, and just so many amazing people on this show it, it's a masterpiece and it's still on that should yeah. tell you something right. and it's still spawning spinoffs so there you go after 20 something years it's still spawning spinoffs so law and order so good man so I just remember shit. the very first time Emily, my, my little daughter there, she she was – I don't even know how old, just itty-bitty. I had it on my answering machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had it long before she was even born, but then I decided to do it again and put it back on my answering machine when she was a little toddler, uh, much to the chagrin of my ex-wife too. But Emily, she comes out and she says, Dad – is that that TV show? <laughs> and I'm like, what? That one you always watch? <laughs> I'm just like, why is it on our phone? And I say, just, I just, I will never get over that. And she, she, every time I'm watching Law and Order now, I'm waiting for her to come out and go, Dad, like so you know, funny. You just gotta love her. She's, she's great. So good, man. So freaking good. But guys, we want to know what's your top favorite. Uh, cop shows i mean we love the fan interaction and we love knowing about our fans because yes. i mean everybody has different interests and maybe we missed one i mean there's so many good ones out there and we just want to know guys i mean honestly one adam 12 oh, yeah right car 54 where are you exactly. there's so many there's dragnet so many. oh my gosh we forgot blue dragnet. bloods, blue bloods like, yeah. like wow i know yeah we, we just created a whole second segment yeah right, exactly exactly but now it is time for the box office recap uh, i mean <laughs> Uh, with 
I mean, yeah, it, it was kind of a kind of a slow week. I mean, I'm done predicting the numbers. I think I'm only going to do the. It's, it's absolutely mean, like, impossible. I think I'm only going to predict like the order. Oh, you guys, there you I go. mean, it's it's really hard right now. We all know. We all know. Not like Chris Evans hard, but I mean, you know, it's all good. What is your fascination <laughs> with Chris Evans' dick? All right, <laughs> uh, Emily. Emily. <laughs> Watch the phone. Watch the phone. Oh, my goodness. We are not. We will never get Chris Evans on the show now. No. He's going to be like, wait, is that that show with J-Lo? He's he's fascinated Uh, with my dick pic. Like, like, no. 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 (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, uh, I mean, the number five, number number one, number one at the box office last weekend was... um, Tenet, it came in with six point seven million. I think it might predicted around like five to ten or some Ooh, shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, number two uh, was New Mutants with two million. Number three was Unhinged with one point five. Number four was The Broken Hearts Gallery with eight hundred fifty-five thousand. Mm. And number five was Bill and Ted Face the Music with two hundred sixty thousand. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I just I'm really ready for the big markets to open back. Up me too because shit I mean we're in one of those markets and it really sucks not going to the it, theater it does suck not going to the theater so yeah yeah even Eliza couldn't bring people in man. I know Eliza was in Broken Hearts Gallery Eliza from Hamilton and just no I know apparently it's, nobody was in the room no nobody was in the room sadly <laughs> sadly guys uh, new movies you can go see this week uh, we got Son of the South which I mean should be available. Some places. We got Infidel. We got The Secrets We Keep, No Escape, and Malibu Road. Like I said, available in some places. I mean, just check your local theaters and you'll know. You'll know. It's probably much easier to find Malibu Rome. Yeah, right. Than Malibu Road. But, yeah. You know. But uh, movies you can still see, of course. You got Tenet, New Meetings Unhinged, The Broken Hearts Gallery, um, Words on the Bathroom Walls, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and the personal history of David Copperfield. Mm. So, I, I mean, I'm just still going to stay with Tenet at number one because it's had a lot of traction. It's got a lot of traction. Um, number two, I think it'll be New Mutants still. Uh, number three, Unhinged. Number four, I think, is going to be uh, The Broken Hearts Gallery. And number five will be that new movie, Infidel. Mm. So, who knows, man? Who really knows? It's it's a crazy time. It's unpredictable. But at least there's movies. Yeah. I mean, we had at a three or four are. month stretch where we didn't even have this segment. I know. So, I mean, at least there's movies. Exactly. So, so. Exactly. Well, now heading over to IMDb Pro Top Trending Segment. Oh, man, we love this app. We literally use it every single day. I mean, we got casting notices out there. If you're an up-and-coming actor and or actress, be sure to find us on IMDb and submit your self-tape so we can work with you because we want to. We want to find, un- <laughs> I mean, undiscovered talent. I mean, you know. We work with you because we want because to. Because we want to. <laughs> a, because you're a good fit. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. And if you're not a good fit, if we don't pick you, try to win our contest where you can have a one-on-one hour session with a casting director exactly. to make sure we pick you next time. Exactly. Just... <laughs> it's so good, guys. It's so good. Worth the monthly price. Just download the app. It's true. Download the app. Uh, the top trending movie this week is Mulan. No surprise. No surprise. No surprise. Uh, the top trending TV show is The Boys. No this surprise. This one, yeah, is, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on it on um, – Twitter and stuff. A lot of people are talking about it. So. Apparently, it gets 
pretty intense this season. Yeah. As if the first season wasn't intense. Right. But I mean, like, you know, you yeah. know. And Billy Joel plays heavily in this season. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They, like, use his soundtrack throughout. That's and I mean, it. Billy even tweeted about it. Yeah. Like, when you get a piano man to tweet about it, you know the shit is good. So that's all I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jeremy's all over it. And he's, he's, he loves that. Exactly. And the top trending TV, uh, or the top trending star is Aaron Moriarty, who is in The Boys. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So it makes sense, guys. It makes sense. But, oh my goodness. It was a great show. Episode 130 was a great freaking show. We love you guys. Thank you so much for getting a little crazy with us on this Friday right now. All these good things. It's uh, true. Oh, it's true. My How much did you love this show? As uh, much as you loved so Chris good. Evans? Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you were just waiting on it. You were just waiting oh, on buddy. it. Oh, buddy. Just uh, for weeks now, it's coming. It's oh, just, just expected. No. Oh, God. Thank you again, Adam Irgoyen, for coming on the show. Yes, and all serious. talking about freaking Away and all your past stuff. He's it's, way more grown up than yeah, we are. Yeah, way more grown up. He's way more mature. Uh, so far ahead. Be sure to follow him, Adam Irgoyen going on twitter and instagram i believe it's just his name so yes. um be sure to follow the company at crazy ant media and follow the podcast at ItCaf podcast where you can enter in the contest like we said just follow the five accounts uh crazy ant media ItCaf podcast uh jeremy gordon jlo fantastic and crazy ant guy 1970 and comment on the promotional post so that we know you are submitted yes so all those good things man all those good things and of course i mean that leads us to follow us both personally myself at jlo fantastic and crazy ant guy 1970 that's right and you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio. radio we're coming back uh, for the video version next week, so be prepared for that. Out of quarantine! Yay! <laughs> so super freaking excited, guys. I mean, I know you guys miss our faces. It's all good. It's all good! It's true! Uh, but you can listen to us everywhere. You guys know we're everywhere. And be sure to like and subscribe. Do all those good things. Rate us, star us, all those good things. Yes. And be sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com where you can click on the merchandise tab and start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Ooh, honestly, I... Mm. I, mm, I, I don't know. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's all caught up. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Uh, yeah. it's all, I, I know, though. I know. It's a, it was just all a diversion tactic to get, to get away from the Lily Lily. It was. Lil Cam hates Lily Lily. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, let's see. My favorite part. <laughs> I'm all choked I up. I know. I know. I'm all choked up. About <laughs> Lily Lily. Um. Yeah. My favorite part of the show, uh, aside from the interview, all kidding aside, guys, I think just Adam is so far, you know, above the game and and wise beyond his years as his approach and everything. It's all it was so fun to listen to that interview and um, his stories about the the golf cart. Yeah, right. Just it's too so funny, good. too funny. And of course, I'm a comic book geek, so all the Marvel and DC news, yeah. you know, definitely had me pumped. Had me pumped for sure. And I'm not straying away from Lily. I'm thrilled that Lily Collins is a show on Netflix. Emily in Paris is coming. Yeah, so, there you go. Go you. You're a brave man. I'm a brave man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I I really like talking about um the Peacock and especially <laughs> <laughs> the Peacock streaming service and the uh, deal that they're trying to make with Roku because I mean just trying to figure all that out. It's very interesting to me in the wake of the streaming war- wars. The streaming wieners. They're making it um, really hard on, yeah, on, on they're, they're, it's so bad. Roku, though. Yeah. It's just, you know. I mean, it's why not. Are they it's, doing that? Why are they so stiff? Yeah. I don't know. I they don't, need to soften up they, a little they bit. They just <laughs> need to chill. They need to chill. Stop 
uh, popping the blue stuff. I mean, you know, they just need to soften up, go a little flaccid. It's all good. It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah, just don't come on me, but come on. <laughs> and mean, for God's sakes, delete it off your phone. Yeah, just stop. Just, I mean, come on now. And I mean, honestly, I'm super, super pumped up uh, <laughs> about... Ooh, um, just everything. Every, <laughs> just, just, just everything. Just everything. It was a great show. There was a lot of good stuff. But Brian Cranston's uh, Judge oh, Show yeah. in uh, New Orleans. That one's going to be super epic. That's right. And I mean, of course, and we've been calling it for weeks, the DC Universe thing with going to HBO Max. And I, I don't know, man. I think HBO Max is a huge competitor that not a lot of people are talking about right now. I agree. I think, you know, they have the matched content of Disney. Yeah. Because, you know, you're talking about... You know, nearly a hundred years of Warner Brothers library of of you know content yeah. going up nearly a hundred years of Disney's. So those are your two big boys, I think. Yeah. If anybody's going to challenge Netflix, it's going to be them. So I agree, man. Exciting. I agree. What, what, what do you think the only O that matters thought about Chris Evans' dick pic? <laughs> I don't even know. I Did she e- comment? Did Gail comment? Did they, that? Like I, I, I don't even. Do they even know? Oprah. <laughs>